0: Father, I thank you so much for this day uh, thank you Lord for the sunshine um, I thank you for oh man moms <laughs> um, thank you Lord for the sacrifices and for the you know for the love that we see through moms uh, so many of us that's you know that's the first taste of what real love really is so we're thankful for that. I pray for the moms that are tired and weary and discouraged I pray you would give them hope and peace and joy and all those beautiful things and Lord, I pray you'd help me to preach your word, and uh, man, that wouldn't get in the way, and I'll give you all the glory. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. I'm going to ask now. Am I echoey? No? No? Okay, I'm going to let it go then. Well, welcome to the remnant. I'm Todd. I'm the pastor here. Uh, We're in the middle of a series, which I'll explain in a minute, but I'm going to read to you real quick from from Psalm 23. You don't even have to look it up. It'll be on the screen, and most of you know it. The Lord is my shepherd. There is nothing I lack. He lets me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He renews my life. He leads me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even when I go through the darkest valley, I fear no danger, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows." only goodness and faithful love will pursue me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord as long as I live raise your hand if you know that even I knew that, I didn't grow in the, up in the church yeah, and the rest of you just didn't want to raise your hand, that's fine I'll get you energy today I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come at you, let's, get, let's wake up okay, it's mom's day, that's a good day alright, don't you love your moms because if you, if you do then you should be happy there, I guilted you, and manipulated you <coughs> don't smile man I love watching the grumpy guys. Like I ain't going to laugh or smile. Is there not a wow, wow every time I talk? Am I crazy? There is? Thank you. Can you guys fix that? Wow, wow. They're hearing it back there. Me too. No one's moving? All right. (sighs) Okay. Um, Psalm 23. This psalm uh, is beautiful. A lot of us know it. We learn it in Sunday school. When I was in school, isn't this funny? Times have changed. Um, To really show you guys where I came from, this is a nice little story before I go on, but... In fourth grade, in mine am from Napanee, Indiana, I love it, go Panthers, and um, we, <clears throat> sorry you don't like excellent, and um, what happened in fourth grade is they would bus kids to this local church to do a, like a, I guess, a little Bible study, isn't that crazy? And you had to, weirdly, now it's flipped, you would have to sign for if you didn't want your kid to go, otherwise you're, all the kids went. Guess who was the only kid who told their mom, I don't want to go? Me. And I had to stay during my teacher's free period. He was not happy, I could tell, um, while they all went. And then the next year I decided to go because, you know, I just wanted to be around everyone else, and he was angry. But when I went, and I remember this, this was the first Bible verse I learned my entire life. And it's, it's a beautiful psalm, and if you actually listen to it and don't do the Christianese thing, which most of us do, right? Well, I know this, Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, blah, blah, blah. It's really beautiful, what it describes. And we've been talking about the last few weeks, the, name, the names that God gives himself, the descriptions for us to understand. There's the names he gives himself and the names that we give him. And if he accepts a name, then that means he says, yeah, that's a good way to describe me. And we see in this psalm and throughout the Bible another name of God. And that's Yahweh-Rohi. Yahweh-rohi, Jehovah-rohi, right? We talked about that last week. And it means the Lord my shepherd. We see this throughout the Old Testament even in Ezekiel 34, verses 11 and 12. This is In this section, God is actually calling out the shepherds of Israel, the leaders, the spiritual leaders, because they're not doing a good job. They're being selfish. They want money. They want status. They've forgotten what their role is. Funny, huh? And he says this, For this is what the Lord God says, see... I myself will search for my flock and look for them. As a shepherd looks for his sheep on the day he is among his scattered flock, so I will look for my flock. And listen to this. I will rescue them from all the places where they have been scattered on a cloudy and dark day. He calls himself Yahweh Rohi, the Lord my shepherd. Now, we live in America and some of you may be farmers and even if you are, I don't know if you do much shepherding, but we lose a little bit. We know the context of what a shepherd is, but we don't really know what a shepherd is. So in in biblical times, and even now in certain parts of the world, particularly sheep, um, shepherds of sheep, which I'll talk about in a second, but shepherds during biblical times uh, had an incredibly important job. Essentially, the life was built around the sheep, from their fur through their their meat. All of that is incredibly important. It was literally life and death. And what would end up happening? Stay with me. They would put often the youngest son <clears throat> in charge of the sheep. And you're like, well, Todd, if it's important, why are you putting the youngest son? And here's why: because they needed someone who could who would could stay with them day and night. And the older sons are too busy doing physical labor, right? You have to. They're doing the hard stuff, so they. They still, it's a very important job that they entrusted because typically they didn't have, the youngest son didn't have as many responsibilities and he had to be able to be available to stay with the sheep day and night. Why? Well, sheep are stupid. Sheep are. Now, I did some research into this and... I was reading, this is modern day. I didn't even, we're not even talking biblical. Modern day farmers, when it talks, and listen to this quote. Shepherding sheep can often be a tedious and hectic job. This is today. It requires one to be ever watchful and vigilant. For this reason, it's only natural for the shepherd to get tired and overwhelmed. Hmm. If this is the case for you, and you were wondering whether your flock can live without you, you know, I'm pretty tired. Maybe they can go a day without me. Here's the answer to your question. No, sheep cannot live without the shepherd. They are entirely dependent on the shepherd for everything. They require constant care and watching over. So leaving them unattended can put them at risk and greatly endanger their lives. Well, Todd, what do you mean? What's the deal with sheep? Well, sheep follow each other in the absence of of a shepherd. So they they stay in a group. They're they're not very intelligent. Okay, and they're very, you know, they have natural um, inclinations. So they're very skittish, they scare easily, they get lost easily. And so what can happen, you say a flock without a shepherd, they'll kind of stay together. But if one, who I don't know, maybe he eats too long at the grass, right? If he goes off, the rest of them will follow. Or the ones that see him because they're like, oh, that's where we go. Well, Todd, why is that dangerous? A sheep can walk off a cliff and the rest of the sheep will follow him. That's a, that's a true thing, okay? So a shepherd, and this is interesting too, this will tell you how scary, I mean, how scared his sheep are. So you know in Psalm 23 it says, Lord, my shepherd, he lies me down in green pastures he leads me beside, beside quiet waters. Oh, that's nice, but it's even more important if you know what a shepherd is to a sheep because a, a shepherd would have to lead them to good grass, good Abundant eating, because if not, they become malnourished. But also, if you take them to a... They need to be taken to a water source that's calm and quiet. Why? Because water that is too loud scares them. They won't drink it. See how powerful that is? They've got to be taken to quiet waters. So, sheep wander off. Uh, Predators. Sheep are easy prey, right? Predators, the shepherd in the uh, old times would have a rod... And a staff. The rod would be a big stick. <laughs> all right? And sometimes they'd put a nail in it. You don't hear that often. Why? Because that's a weapon. Right? Yes, you got the sling and the stone. But sometimes, you know, if that, cre- that whatever is up on you, you're going to have to hit it. And they had the staff. The staff was for kind of walking and guiding. But also to redirect sheep, to reach sheep, you know, if they're out of uh, arm's reach. They had an incredibly important job. Think about that. Sheep can't even find Good food sources for themselves. The shepherd had to lead them, right, to green pastures, healthy grass. Lead them to quiet waters where they won't be scared, What so they will drink what they need to survive. I'm already losing you. Well, Todd, I'm not a sheep. What's this have to do with me? That's what you sound like when you complain. Anyway. But, see, that's the issue is that God does compare us to sheep. Listen. You're a sheep. You're lost sometimes. You're scared. You go off on your own. We tend to follow each other. We follow culture. And and you guys have heard this, right? Let's let's talk about just human. Uh, let's talk about, oh, goodness, man, I am getting dumber as I get older. Um, I probably shouldn't say dumb, not politically correct. Anyway, uh, you know, what is that word? so what? see, you study it in class. It's a... Sociology. See? Proves I'm dumb. Anyway, <clears throat> sociology, right? Groupthink. You ever heard of that? Groupthink. You get the masses worked up, you can get them to do anything because they'll just go with the crowd. And we, see... boy, have we seen that the last several years. We have seen that. A lot of people mad, destroying stuff, burning stuff. Why? I don't know. Someone else is doing it. Then they're stealing. Hey, let's bash a window and take stuff out. Why? I don't Everybody else is doing it. See, all we've done in society... In the secular world, outside of the church, is replace the shepherd with the law. And in the absence of the law, or when we think the law shepherd isn't looking, we become the animals that we are. We follow the crowd. Some of you know what that is. You think about, you don't, no one ever admits this. I have never met someone who says, yes, I follow peer pressure. Some of y'all follow peer pressure, even as adults. We need a shepherd. Some of you right now feel lost, confused. Some of you have wandered off and done silly things because you got scared. You don't know how to make your way back. Some of you are angry every time you come to church, and only come every now and then. Well, that's because you're malnourished. You think you figured it out yourself, and you haven't. But hey, keep piling on those accolades, right? Keep running to the empty pastures of success and money and sex and addiction. And maybe, maybe you'll stop being upset. God wants us to understand, and, and this name, he gave himself a name. This means this is important. I don't know how many times I've met with people over the years, and I certainly am guilty of feeling this way, guilty, or I have felt this way, is I feel lost. We have a tendency to feel that way. We are sheep. Without a shepherd. When we were born, right, into this world, skittish. Well, what happened, you know, and then God, this is interesting, God compares in Ezekiel the spiritual leaders to shepherds. He said, I've given you shepherds to watch over you. The New Testament does too. So, what happens when you have a shepherd that is not watchful, that is lazy, that is selfish? What then? Well, you have sheep. They're in a bad situation. And so God has to remind us that though I've given you shepherds, they're going to be flawed. There is only one good shepherd. God, Yahweh, Rohi, the Lord, my shepherd. We look in John 10, 11 through 16, one of my favorite sections in my favorite book. Right? Emma's smiling. She knows that. You know I'm going to reference John every time I can the Gospel of John, chapter 10, 11 through 16, and Jesus is doing, he's getting, I love when Jesus gets passionate, right? He's a passionate guy. Do you know that? He's not like this, hello, I'm Jesus. No, he's passionate. So whenever you guys think I look angry, I'm just passionate. John 10, 11 through 16, listen to this, what Jesus says. Jesus of Nazareth, he existed. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired man, since he is not the shepherd and doesn't own the sheep, leaves them and runs away when he sees a wolf coming. The wolf then snatches and scatters them. This happens because he is a hired man and doesn't care about the sheep. So if someone is hired, he's saying they don't own them. Why is that, what are they getting for watching the sheep? money they get something we pay them a hired man to do a job and the point here and think about it is is this hired man he may do a good job right he may fight off a couple of little coyotes right is he going to fight for his flock against a pack of wolves right as much as someone who owns them no because the owner has invested his time his resources his money he's invested his life that's his the hired man's like i'll just go get hired at another flock yeah, I'm loyal, but only as far as it benefits me. And Jesus says, that's what's happening to so many of you is that you're following a hired man, someone who's getting something for leading you. He goes on to say, verse 14, ah, here he says it again. When he repeats something, it's important. I am the good shepherd. Oh, man, you're, not, you're not excited. I know my own sheep and they know me. As the Father knows me and I know the Father. Whoa! He says, these she- I know these sheep and they know me just like the Father knows me and I know them. Woo! That close of a relationship. As the Father knows me and I know the Father, I lay down my life for the sheep. But I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also and they will listen to my voice. Then there will be one flock and one shepherd. He's talking about us. So he says this twice, I am the good shepherd. Make no mistake, friends, that the religious leaders that are around, that those who had studied the Torah knew, knew exactly what he was implying. Because he called himself Rohi. In this moment, he has connected himself with God. I am, well, they knew who the good shepherd is. They know who the shepherd is, and he says, I am he. I am God. 1 Peter 2, 24 and 25, we we get told this further, this, this example. It says, "...He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree." Himself is capitalized, that is Jesus. "...He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, so that, having died to sins, we might live for righteousness." You have been healed by his wounds. Some of y'all Christians need to get out of here. Go out do a little lap because you're not excited about the fact that you've been healed by his wounds because you've listened to this too much. You lost sheep. You're malnourished. It doesn't excite you anymore. You don't want to follow the good shepherd. Because if that doesn't get you excited, you're not here. 25, for you were like sheep going astray, but you have now returned to the shepherd and guardian of your souls. Old Testament, New Testament, God says, I am the good shepherd. It's one and the same. You know, shepherds did literally every need of the sheep. They took, they led them to to food, made them healthy, led them so they wouldn't be scared, comforted them, right? Sheep would wander off at times. Even in this, this these articles I read, modern day, that says that if a sheep wanders off, they'll sometimes find them and sometimes won't. The shepherd, every shepherd still will go look for the lost sheep, and sometimes they find them and sometimes they won't, because they're so skittish, you don't know where they're gonna end up. So the good shepherd, when he loses one, will go to find it. They can you can find videos of this, they can get stuck. There's a video of a sheep going, he gets, his leg gets stuck in like a hole, right? He goes off, the, she, the shepherd pulls him up, turns away, and the sheep turns, looks, and runs right back to the same hole and gets stuck again. The shepherd goes, picks up the sheep, brings him over and does it again. But sometimes, listen to me, sometimes human shepherds can't find the sheep. Either it gets picked off, excuse me, by a predator, it falls off a cliff, falls in a hole, dies, gets, goes so far off they can't find it. Jesus gives a, a parallel about that too, or a parable about that too, doesn't he? He says, "What shepherd, if he has 100 sheep and he loses one, won't leave and go find that sheep and rejoice over the one more than the 99 he has. It makes sense now. You ever lost something and found it? And how excited you are? I do that when I just lose my debit card. That just happened. I lost it. I found it again. I was super excited because I thought I was going to have to get number six for the past you know, 14 months. That's a true story, it's embarrassing. I'm not a good shepherd of my debit card, but you get excited. You see how those parables make more sense now? And Jesus said, I will go find the one. This doesn't stop there. He'll find us when we're lost. He also, they take care of their needs. You know, a sheep's Good. Is it, what's it called? Wool. I'm about to call it fur. You see what I mean? My mind's not here. Its wool will continue to grow. Did you know that? You ever seen a lost sheep where they, they can find them years later? You, it can't see. It's weighed down. That, that wool can get heavy to the point where if they can't move. They can't see. They can't eat. So guess what a shepherd's job is? To also shear the sheep. Take care of the sheep. Help it and protect it from itself. From its natural right, its natural state. 25, for you were like sheep going astray, but you have now returned to the shepherd and guardian of your souls. It's good stuff, Josh. Many times, you know, I get asked this a lot. Some of you out there. Well, hey, man, when I became a Christian, I kind of liked it. And you've been a Christian, and, and I, I tease you, but it's true. You've been a Christian a long time. That's at least a name. And you're like, maybe you're newish. You remember that first time you come, you're super excited. Everything feels different. Maybe even you came to know Christ here last year, two years, three years ago, whatever. And it was exciting and fun and you loved it. And over time, you're like, man, it just doesn't feel the same. I don't know what's wrong. Well, I can tell you what's wrong. You stopped following the shepherd to green pastures and still waters. You're malnourished. You got wool that's overgrown. You think a sheep knows when it's weighed down by wool what's causing the problem? No, it doesn't. know. it's a sheep. He just wakes up and goes, I'm heavier today, right? <laughs> Why am I so tired? Some of you in here, listen to me. The reason your faith is dead, the reason it's just, eh. And by the way, it's beautiful that you follow at times when you feel like it, right? Because when you're in a dry place, you just, you're, completely, you're completely controlled by your feelings. When you feel like doing it, you'll, you'll follow God. When you don't, you won't. You have to trust that the shepherd is going to lead you to green pastures, to quiet waters, okay, to what? Fulfillment and peace and joy, to real life. Well, Todd, it felt like it, it's faded away. That's because you're not doing what he told you to do. I love, you know, some of you, maybe, maybe one, maybe one of you thinks I'm a decent preacher, so you're like, hey, Todd will come, he'll fill up my, I can't fill your cup. I can't shave your wool. I have a hard enough time getting myself to green pastures. All I can do is point you to the shepherd and say, if you follow him, you'll be healthy. Does that mean you're not going to fall in a hole sometimes? Yeah, you're going to. We're sheep. You're not going to wander off, but he will find you. The question is, when he pulls you out of the hole, are you going to follow the shepherd, or are you going to just do what the sheep in the video did, turn and run back to the hole? Is your life characterized by true peace, or are you overwhelmed with anxiety all the time? Anxiety runs amok, man. When I was growing up, I don't even remember hearing the word. I've said this before. I, what, what's anxiety? You know, that's not necessarily a good thing. You know, suck it up. I just thought everyone shakes anyway. <laughs> but it, you know, anxiety is your life characterized by peace or anxiety. Listen to me. You're not going to want to hear this. Sometimes, like we have physical responses. I'm not going to say medicate. That's all real, right? That's a product of this sinful, broken world. But did you know sometimes our anxiety is self-cost, particularly as Christians, because you will never be comfortable living like the world ever again. I've told you this. It's like a fish sitting on land. You're going to flop around. You're alive, but you're going to panic. You've stopped following. How do we know? Well, I go to church, dot. I give. The, the, the fact that your mind comes up with excuses immediately, it's not for me. You don't help me, right? I, I don't get a cookie or a bonus if you come to church, let's just say. By the way, every time I come to church, I don't all of a sudden walk out here. It's going to shock you and go, well, I feel great today. No, you know why? Some of you are all grumpy and mean. But I do it because I trust that God is going to keep his promise. That the shepherd, you know, when I'm walking through the valley of the shadow of death, you can start to go, man, is this guy leading me somewhere good? You start to look at the shadows. You start to hear the growls of the predators out there, right? You start to eat the little crab grass, thinking this is, exa- this is where the end of the story is. Instead of focusing on the shepherd and following him until what? Until he leads you to green pastures and still waters. But go ahead. Keep trying to do it your way and see what happens. The world tells you you're your own shepherd. If that's the case, why are you so sad? Why are you so anxious and broken and hurting and lost? Things happen to us even when we do things right because this world is broken, right? That's why I love the, this analogy of a sheep, man. I've known them a whole life too, Christians that have been doing it your whole life. You know, you've had so many sermons, you can preach it to yourself. Why do you even come anymore? You've heard every sermon. Sounds like someone wants to be their own shepherd. But I like the analogy of the sheep because, you know, even with a shepherd, right, a good shepherd in this life. We're not talking about God right now. We can fall in the hole, right? We can get distracted. We, Some of us, like a couple of us go over here and all you know, all 30, 40, 50, 100 of us are walking this way. By the way, it's important to note what kind of sheep you're hanging out with. Sheep that are following God, the good shepherd, or the ones that are following their own? You like to follow the shepherd of what? identifying with your money, your status, your sexuality, your relationships. One of the most heartbreaking things is to see a believer. There's people I know, Christians, I believe it. They've put their faith in Christ, meaning they're saved, right? He's gonna hold on to them even when they're squirming trying to get out, but their life is empty, dry, joyless. They're waiting to die. And it's because they refuse to trust that through that valley of the shadow of death, he's going to lead me to still waters and green pastures. And so you're lingering in the valley of the shadow of death, waiting to die or get eaten by a wolf or whatever else it is. Because you've stopped trusting the good shepherd. By the way, that's my tendency in life. You say, hey, Todd, I know the way. We're riding in a car together. I'm not a... Uh, is man, I'm getting dumb backseat driver. I'm really not. But if we're riding and we're on a, and you tell me this is the way, and all of a sudden we're running late, I'm going, well, clearly you had no idea where you're going, right? And I don't either, but I'm complaining, right? I don't know where we're going. You said you knew, I'm complaining. That's what we do to God. What are you talking about? There's got to be a better way. So you're over there through the valley ship banging your head against. You know, the cliffside, falling in all like looking for another way. There's only one way out, and you have to follow the shepherd, or spend your life in the valley of the shadow of death. Yeah, he'll come and get you and take you home, but you've wasted your life in darkness, despair, joylessness, anxiety, fear, because you were too afraid to give up yourself, your handmade rod. You can't, a sheep doesn't carry its own rod and go, I'm gonna save myself. Or beat off of, that's not the rod, he doesn't hit himself, right? The staff. I'm serious. I'm about to tell you something that is so important to your faith. I know, you can think about tacos in a minute, listen to me. This is so important. If you you hear anything else, hear this today. Some of you in the room, and I'm talking to Christians, self-proclaimed Christians. You cannot create your own version of the shepherd. You cannot create your own version of the shepherd. What does that mean? Well, now let's think of the Bible. The shepherd tells us where to go. He gives us instruction, right? That's his staff and his rod. Don't do this, don't do that. And you say to yourself, well, because he's my shepherd, I don't actually have to follow him. Where? To church, to give, to be faithful, to forgive, to offer grace, to take care of the poor, the widows, the sick, to pray for people. Any of the things they do to confront people when they've wronged you. To seek forgiveness when you've wronged them. you You create excuses because you don't get immediate results. You understand? I don't have any friends. I don't have any family. I don't have a good marriage. I don't have a good this. Stop worrying about where you're at in the valley. And focus on the shepherd and do what he tells you to do. When he gives you instruction, when he takes that staff and gently pokes you over, follow him so he doesn't have to whack you with it. In America, we have a form of Christianity that doesn't have a shepherd. I promise you that. There's a danger to the fact. It's crazy, man. Like, This is one of those times when I'm wrestling the same what I'm, I'm about to say because I just know it can be twisted. <clears throat> I guess I'll ask a question instead of saying, how many times have you read the Bible? You're a Christian. How many times have you read the Bible in the last week? How many times have you prayed in the last week? How many times you went to church in the last month. Your mind's going to tell you all the reasons, the good excuses you had to not do it. That's fine. Make sure you understand, though, there are excuses for why you're staying in the valley of the shadow of death. That's why you're mad. Y'all think I can't sit. Listen, I don't sit up here. I'm going to make this clear for real. I don't preach to an individual. To me, if I wasn't a Christian, I wouldn't do that because I'd come to your face and say it to your face because I'm a jerk. All right. At times, I'm not really, I love you guys. But I'm confident, I will do that. But I will tell you this, you look out in the crowd sometimes and you see people angry. I've said this over and over because what? You're hearing the truth? That isn't me. That's the shepherd tugging with the staff at your heart. God loves you. He is the good shepherd. He wants to take care of you, give you life. And I get it, guys, listen to me. I am a guy, I promise you this, so I can relate to you as I get fired up. Because you're probably like, why is he yelling? I'm yelling at myself. I so often question the process. I get stuck in the valley, man. Sometimes I, I, I'm so mad that I fell in a hole 10 years ago. That I still am mad at him because I'm like, why would you let me fall in that hole? Maybe I shouldn't follow you. You know, you question it. You, I, I question that at times. But something I've realized is faith has nothing, nothing, nothing to do with your feelings. Everybody will do what they feel. Everyone. If you feel like being nice and kind, you'll be nice and kind, right? What do you do when you don't feel like it? Your faith is shown in will you follow the shepherd when you're afraid, when you're anxious, when you're scared, when you're mad, when there's a wolf right there and you're like, I don't know if he's coming. Will you do it then? Or you run off because you're like, I'm not staying with this guy. That's exactly what the wolf wants. Because you don't have a stick with a big nail in it. Are you understanding? Am I losing you? Sheep shepherding sticks, holes valleys, right? If you didn't get the analogy, you're going, what are we talking about, right? If this doesn't speak to you, I ask you this, are you really listening? Because it speaks to me. And we all have a tendency to wander off sometimes. It doesn't matter how faithful you think you are. Now, some of us don't go as far off, right? And that's why he can just take and go, over here. And you're kind of like, yeah, I'll do that. (laughs) But we're still sheep. We'll have a tendency to wander off, and that's why we need him. Is your life showing that you're trusting him, that he is going to, 100%, not based on whether you feel it or see it, going to lead you to green pastures and quiet waters, to fulfillment and peace, and right? sometimes I ain't a word for that other than, I'm not going to raise my hands because it's probably sweat stains, but you get what I mean. I like when people go, so I'm like, I know, I'm feeling, I am feel hot, like you don't have to tell me <laughs> Everybody's like, why you wear black all the time? You now know <clears throat> A good shepherd So let's talk today about what it means, what the good shepherd does for your life I got a list for you, you love lists Number one, pull it up fellas, come on, <whistles> there we go Number one, <laughs> I'm so rude, I love you guys I'm hard to keep up with like it's not their fault I'm running. it's Zach again that makes sense he Grant pointed to Zach Zach pointed to Grant what's this sheep see like (laughs) we're all sheep the good shepherd what does he do number one he guides us he is the only one who knows the way to green pastures and quiet waters we don't know now you'll go well Todd sometimes I'm calm and sometimes I have good food yeah yeah, a sheep probably every now and then lucks into a little patch of grass, right, that he gets to eat. Or he's like, oh, this is a nice moment. And the wolf's coming slowly. But he gets that moment of, this is how sheep lays. Anyway, a moment of peace, right? Yeah, you can find it temporarily. He's the only one. My faith changed when I stopped seeing the Bible as a set of rules that make me not have fun. And I realized that it's the path to goodness, peace, patience love, all the things I want. It's the path to a good marriage. You know that? Well, my husband's a butthead. Yeah, you're right. He may not be following, but I promise you, even if he stopped doing his and you kept right? If he did his and you don't do yours, you're going to have a good marriage? No. Vice versa. My wife is a meanie. I can't call her a butthead. She'll get offended, right? Meanie. Did you know that? You don't believe that though, right? Dr. Phil will tell you how to give a good marriage though. You know why, and I'm not saying he doesn't have good advice, right? There's secular things. But do you know why some of you love to go find these books, why you got favorite books? Because they tell you to do things that you do easy, naturally. I naturally want to wipe off my makeup, girl, and straight whatever that book's called, right? I mean, it might be good stuff, but we go to these things because it makes us feel good about ourselves. Because it's not about changing. It's about feeling good about where you're at now. See, Christ... Tells us, I'm going to guide you, but you're going to have to give up going your way at all. That's what repentance is. Ha, 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 my way, repent. That means I turn around and I go the opposite way. You have to follow him. He guides us. He's, you know, the analogies he gives us, the names are all to get us to trust him. Remember we talked about that last week? That faith, or two weeks ago, faith is trust. Do you trust him to guide you? Like a father saying, Follow me. trust me see some of you kids out there you don't trust your parents because you you follow yourself and that, and you wonder like you're so you have been so blinded by false shepherds because if you were ha- if if it, you were going the right way why are you so sad why are you so upset? Why do you not have friends? Why do you not, you know, why do you not feel fulfilled? Why do you why why? Why are you always living in the future of like when this happens things will get better? No, you think that's what life is? Waiting for a maybe? Life is in the process, in the joy, in the comfort of following the guide, the shepherd and knowing that he's keeping you safe so you can just enjoy the process. Just enjoy the stroll. But we have to follow the shepherd. And I have to say this, and I'll talk about it at the end. You know, there are there are, Christian, there are. There's a lot of parables that God gives us, that Jesus gives us. It's interesting. He says, my sheep know my name, right? He said this. I know them. They know my name. And then he tells us, Matthew 23, 25, 23. But he talks about that there's goats in with the sheep. You think the goats are following? Yeah, they're going where the crowd goes. But they don't know the shepherd. And he doesn't know them. And he will eventually split the flock and get rid of the goats. That means that, you ready for this? Do you think every goat knows it's a goat? Do you think every goat, every false Christian, as we all, because it's always someone else. They shouldn't exist because no one, no one believes it's them. I know one person has told me I thought I was a Christian for a long time. 45 years old, I found out I wasn't. That's a humble person that was listening. So stay with me. So how do you know, Todd, am I a sheep or am I a goat? It's really simple. Is your life characterized by following the shepherd's voice? Or do you just pretend to because the crowd goes there? And when you're not in the flock, you wander off wherever you want. We got Sunday flock day. And Monday through Saturday, me day, I'm not talking about mistakes, I'm talking about what your life characterized by. because we're sheep. We're going to be silly sometimes, right? But you'll know his name. He knows yours, you know his voice, and you will follow it. That means when you get lost, right? And you hear him call you home, you're, you're trying to get to him, not run away from him. This is serious. I'm going to say this. I wonder if some of you, the reason you're still, because I've said some of you are believers and you're not following the shepherd out of the valley. Some of you, you don't hear his voice because you never knew him. You just got to hang out with the flock and didn't realize you had horns. But there's good news that today could be the day that you come to know the good shepherd and he knows you, but you've got to be willing to admit it. That's hard to do, right? If you've had 20, 30 10 years of saying, I'm a Christian. Lord, Lord, did I not prophesy in your name? Did I do all these things for you? Depart from me, for I never knew you. That terrifies me. The good shepherd guides us. He guides us to good. Do you believe that? Do you really? Are you willing to live your life that way when you don't feel like it? Since Lionheart started, I'll say this. Men, are you willing to live like that when your wife doesn't want you to? I don't want to go to church today. I'm sleepy. And again, I'm not, I use that because I like to poke you and make you upset. Clearly, there's right? God loves you. But By the way, this is a really good time where people, I'm just going to say it. Because I promise what I'm going to say, I've been told this by numerous people. This isn't aimed at a person. Numerous people say this. I love you all. You're great. You're beautiful. You're cool. You're handsome. All that stuff. But how do I say this? You are not all that to the point that I waste my sermons preaching just to you. You understand what I'm saying? Meaning, I'm serious. This has been multiple people. I'm not, I'm not, I'm serious. And that's why you get upset because you think I'm, I'm not doing that. I don't do that. Because remember, I'm the guy that says people's names. I can't help it. (laughs) If I was doing it, I'd be like, Josh, right? You, right? That's who I am. And that's not a good thing. I'm just saying. I just want to say that. So when I talk about church, a lot of people, if you've missed it, you're like, he's talking directly. I'm not. It's a tendency of humans. I was one of them. I tell the story all the time. And it's the one that's easy, right? Everyone, like, if I talk about giving to the poor, you'll all be like, yeah, we should do that more. But if I'm like, you should go to church more, you're like, how dare him? Right? You know what I'm talking about. It's like, because those are the ones that are like lifestyle things. Do you really follow him? And when you get lost or you wander off, and someone you know, and you read his word, do you come back, or do you just go by your feelings? I don't feel like being nice to you all the time. I know some of you are like we know, Todd. You never are, but right? I don't feel like forgiving. I don't feel like being joyful. Everyone knows that, right? I haven't said his name while Luke. Luke's a pretty joyful guy. He is naturally. Um, I'm not. <laughs> I, I like to say, and I mean this, this is how I make myself feel better, I'm a problem solver, I think that's who I am, and I, I'm, I'm uh, you know, it's hard for me not to be like, I'm not the overall good shepherd, I'm just a little shepherd. And so I want to look for problems, and because of that, I'm, when, you, when all you see is problems, because you're looking for them, you're like, look at, look at this, right? I don't focus on the 99 people that are loving and kind, I'm like, just, Bob is such a jerk, right? Bob hates me and called me Mr. Meanie Pants, and that hurts me. God, why? You know, like, it's so ridiculous. 50 of you can come and be like, great sermon, but Bob, he was mad the whole time, so I'm a terrible pastor, right? He guides us. I don't know how I got there, but the point is, <laughs> the good shepherd guides us to good things. Do you believe that? Do you believe it enough to think that there's areas of your life that you're not letting him guide you? You know how I know that? I'm not a, I'm not a uh, seer. It's because you're human. So what's the thing that came to your mind when I said that? That's the thing you need to focus on. Don't worry about all the problems you have. Focus on that thing that came to your mind. Sometimes it's a hard issue, and sometimes it's an outward thing that people see. Either way, you've got to follow. Number two, the good shepherd protects. He carries that rod for a reason. Did you know that God protects you? Now, I've talked about before, I don't like the story of Job. Still, I, I, I do when I learned, right, but I still wrestle with it. And here's why. In the story, the devil... I'll just say that, like the liar, the enemy, Satan, goes to God. He still has access, apparently, when he wants. Goes, goes to the throne and says, hey, you know that Job, he's a good guy. And God's like, yeah, I love him, I'm proud of him. And he goes, he's only faithful because you have protected him. That's what he says to him. I bet you if you let me do this and that, and it's going to sound cruel if you think of it, and God's like, okay, but you can't touch this. He keeps saying it. You can't do this to him, you can't do that to him. And then I realized something. <clears throat> I don't understand all of it. It's still uncomfortable at times but nothing could happen he couldn't touch job unless god said that's okay but you can't do this and even at the end he said you can't touch his life my point is is that you are protected constantly we tend to think of the times like it's sort of like here i am running to the cliff right and i get tackled and I'm going, look how horrible my life is. My ribs broken. I'm hurt. Why would you do this to me, God? And the whole time, he's like, well, you're, you were going to die. You are going to fall off a cliff. Do you see what I'm saying? It's the little things that you don't know could happen that could have happened to you had God not intervened in your life. You don't know. Again, I use this story. I was in a relationship. It's funny because I just... <laughs> Kind of come up again recently. So I was in a relationship a long time ago, 20 years, part of my 20, 20 years? I wasn't 20 years ago. When I was 20, whew, <laughs> I mean, I'm old, but not that. So uh, tw- when I was 20, um, I was in this relationship and I got out of it. And I was saved, guys. I was this. And here, let me tell you what happened. I was saved at 17. They gave me a Bible and prayed with me. And I read that New Testament. I think it had Proverbs in it or Psalm 1 of the 2. I read that thing. You think I'm lying. I read it. I read that thing cover to cover. That's part of why I love the gospel. I just read them over and over. But I read that thing. I read it. Actually, the only thing, I won't lie. I didn't read Revelation because it used to scare me. But I read all the rest of it over and over and over again. <clears throat> but here's the thing. And I thought I was good. I'm following. The, and I did, man. It, there's some good things that came of that. But guess what? I didn't realize how lost I'd become and how I'd started to follow a woman and let her be my shepherd. This relationship. You know why? Because I wasn't in church. I wasn't. I wasn't in church because I was like, I don't need church. I got the Bible. I got the Holy Spirit, which I did. But remember what I always say, right? Going to church doesn't make you a Christian, but Christians go to church. I, had, I learned that through experience, painful, agonizing experience, right? <clears throat> Here's the thing. I, the whole point of that is to say, at the time, I thought, man, and I knew God. I prayed this stuff. God, if you'll just... Give me her back, I'll be better, and I'll do this, And because she became the symbol of everything else that had gone wrong in my life. At the time, I had, you know, no job, no license, I wasn't in school, I didn't have football, I, tell, I say this all the time, and then my, my family's falling fall apart, and then my relationship is gone. That's the last thing I had. So in my mind, if I got that back, then I'm not completely lost, Right? Well, started there, actually. The rest came later. Until the day that I looked at the shepherd because I was so tired of being hurt and said, God, whatever it takes, get me out of this. I said that, I prayed it. Don't pray it unless you mean it. Because he did it. But guess what? It hurt. You know why? Because I had wiggled myself pretty deep in that hole. And if you ask me in the midst of it, I was upset and why God, but I remember a time, even at 21 years old or 20, you know, as this went on, that I let go. And that's when crazy things happened in my life. And I started to accept where I was out and see the good in my life. Because here's the thing. I would not be here today standing before you. This is 100% fact. Had I not gone through that pain. Had I not, right? If I, if I had gotten the prayer I thought I wanted, if God had done what I thought was best for me because I'm a better guide than him. I'm a better protector of me. God, this hurts, so you must not be protecting me. He was protecting me. I would have been miserable in that. God is always protecting us. Well, look at my life and all these things. Guess what? There's two things happening. Either you're focused on circumstances, because remember God says, I will work out all things for your good according to my purposes, right? Or you've been stubborn, and he's yanking real hard, and you're resisting. You get what I'm saying? He will protect you. The good shepherd protects. Number three, the good shepherd redirects. So I told you, you, see, you ever seen, you guys seen videos? I was going to show you something. And I was like, eh, whatever. I'll just uh, let him just imagine. it. You've never seen it? You should look it up. Google it. Uh, Google, like, don't do it right now. <laughs> I shouldn't say it. But Google later on your phones or go ahead and do it right here. <laughs> Well done. At least you did it up in my face. You pull this. That was hilarious. Um, <laughs> so the sheep are going on, right? And you ever see, put shepherd... Redirecting flock or something. And you'll see that they, they walk around, and they have dogs at times, right? But they walk around and they take the, the stick and they just gently kind of tap. Sometimes they just tap the ground because the sheep's so skittish, it'll go, right? And sometimes they push it. Why? Well, if you're heading to a cliff, <laughs> right? If I'm, if I'm a mile away, I might just go ding ding. Oh, that sheep's still not listening. Ding ding, right? <laughs> right? whatever it takes, I'm going to make sure to get that sheep is not going to go off the cliff. That was me hitting it with a stick. It wasn't golf, right? My swing's way worse than that. Who said that? Anyway, he redirects us. There's comfort in that. He doesn't always do it. I'll tell you another big epiphany I had. Do you know that God doesn't start with pain to redirect us? How do I know that? I have a daughter. I love her very much. Okay? I don't love her as much as God loves her as much as God loves me. That's hard to believe. I'm just being real with you. Sometimes I'm like, eh, I don't know God. I'm serious, right? (laughs) I will never start with hurting her. When she's being potty trained, when she is, uh, I don't know, hey, don't... uh, you know, eventually I'm going to have to tell her quit hitting daddy in the face because you understand that. That hurts me. <laughs> like the other day, right? She'll grab my hair, gets excited, and she's getting strong, <laughs> daddy's girl, and rips my hair out. Right now I'm just like, please let go, you know. But eventually I'm going to go, hey, that hurts. Right? But I'm never going to, I'm not going to imagine me going, huh. <laughs> right? That's, I mean, that's, that's a terrifying thought. I just slapped this baby across the face. Don't ever touch me again. Would that be, right? That's, I don't do that, and I'm not even a good father compared to God. So he doesn't start with pain. We've been conditioned by religion because that's what we do to each other. Anytime one of us messes up, we jump to church discipline. And church discipline most of the time means I'm going to punish you. Even though biblically, that's not what it means. It's redirection. It's let's get back on the path. Hey, right? Now, I do, there's some truth to this. Listen to the shepherd. When he redirects your path, when it's the whisper, like today some of you are going to hear it, you're going to be told to repent, you're going to be told to change, and he's whispering and you're not going to do it. I hope you do. Well then he's going to maybe whisper a little louder. Maybe he's going to poke you. He will redirect you if you are one of his sheep. Do you want to listen to the voice? You're going to be whacked with a stick, right? But even that, it's never to be hurt you, right? It's to redirect, get over here. And I, I don't often talk about that because I'm not a fear tactic guy. That's not, you know, who God's heart is. But that does happen. And that's what happened in my life. You know, when I look at that relationship, do you know how many times he gave me opportunity to say, this is terrible for you. You should stop. Jack's nodding his head. He was one of the ones that said this back in the day, right? So many funny stories. Ask me off camera and off after service some stories about what my friends tried to tell me. It's really funny. I don't want to say it now. It hurt people. Um, I didn't listen. Mainly me. It's embarrassing. Right? God will use people around you to redirect you. Right? The flock. You'll kind of know you're going off when you see that the flock's all going this way and you're over here by yourself. That's a big clue. Well, I'm not in community. I go to this church and no one cares about me. I'm not in community. Is it that they don't or you're not following? You're not going the same direction they're going. True story. He's going to redirect you, the good of shepherd, never to hurt you, to protect you. Did you know that? So remember this when you're afraid God never starts with pain. I'm serious. Not to redirect you. Now, life can cause you pain, right? That's another thing you got to understand. Stop thinking that, you know, every time something happens, that that is God hurting you. We live in a burning down building, and sometimes pieces of that fire fall on us, right? He's coming to clean it, save us, we're saved. But listen, this isn't home for us. And other people's mistakes hurt us, doesn't it? And other people do things that cause us pain. That's, God is the one who is protecting us from burning, for lack of a better word, when those things fall. He's the one that's tending our wounds, that's reminding us that it's not over, that he's going to bring us to what? Green pastures and quiet waters. Number four. This is kind of like redirects. What happens when we don't listen to the redirection? Well, we fall in a hole. We go to a cliff. A wolf's there. He rescues us. Goosebumps. You can't see him. Can you see him? anyone up close? No? Let me tell you why. Because I love, love, love. I can't wait. I'm going to mess with some of y'all conservative people. Reckless love. God's love isn't reckless. You never read a book. Because if you read the book, it says reckless doesn't mean they're not in control. Right? It means willing to do something even if it hurts them. Hurts the person doing it. Anyway, makes me mad. It's a beautiful song. But it's that idea, right, of I will bust through the walls. The shepherd will come to us. He will never leave you. Listen to me. Even if you're in that moment now, you're scared, situation's big, stuff's going on, he's coming. He's coming. He will not leave you there. He will rescue you. Even when we run away from him, he will run after us, right? I will bring that lost sheep home, and I will rejoice more over it than the the 99. Not because I don't love them, because I'm just excited that my sheep's coming back to the flock, the prodigal son, when we mess up and we come home, he will run to meet us. He rescues us over and over and over again. He rescued us already from real, true death. Make no mistake, you are, if you are a true believer in Christ, you're not going to die. You're not. You just transition to the green pastures and quiet, wa- quiet waters. Home. You're in the valley, Right? He rescued them. He also will rescue us from situations. He will rescue us when we're lost. At any time we can call out. Any time we can turn back to the shepherd and follow him. At any time today. Did you know that? Todd, I did this even last night. This morning, I know the feelings that you're thinking because I've done it. I committed this sin over and over again. I've done this. I've done that. It's too late. No, at any time, he never stops coming to rescue us. If a shepherd right, will fight off a wolf... Or a cougar or a hyena or whatever eats sheep over there, right? Or even now, and they will. If a boy fight off lions, it said, right, David, if they will do these things for a sheep. Why? Because that's their sheep. That's their flock. I'm invested. This means something to me. What will the good shepherd do for us? And here's the beauty. There ain't no beast, no giant, no monster, no lion bigger than our shepherd and badder than our shepherd. Right? <laughs> That's who fights for you. That's who rescues you. But guess what? When he rescues you, there's still a moment. Are you going to follow him back? You're going to follow him back to the flock? And with rescues, I wanted to say this because I think it can be sometimes he rescues, and I said this at the beginning, I alluded to it from ourselves. That wool grows real long the issues with our heart, the things that, you know, it's not, you ever seen him do it too, man, they throw that sheep around and shave it, you know, <laughs> looks kind of harsh, but he's helping that sheep, and that happens with us sometimes, he has to rescue us from ourselves, that he's always doing that, that he's, he's knocking the mud off, because some of you, part of the reason you're like, man, I, you know, if, if, if I'm really saved, Todd, if I'm, why am I still struggling with this, why do I struggle with that, it's okay, he's not done, he's getting the extra wool off, keep following the shepherd and trust him to handle the rest he will clean us when we get dirty sheep get dirty nasty do you believe that or do you think I'm just telling you a good story I'm not a great storyteller right probably nah. <laughs> not good enough to make that story impact you do you do you you really because I'm going to challenge you if you if you believe that because this is all of us every person in here doesn't matter you know because we're not Jesus yet, right? Even though we're seeing that we're not fully sanctified. What are the areas that you're going to say, man, I want to get a little closer to the shepherd so I don't go off as far? What are you going to do different today? I'm serious, man. Are you going to walk out of here and go eat a taco or whatever we're having today and just go, yeah, that was nice. Are you going to actually do something? Some of you need to let him rescue you and stop fighting him. Some of you need to listen and To his voice when he says, go this way, you're going the wrong way. And some of you need to accept the fact that you're not sheep at all, but you're goats. And some of you need to run as hard as you can towards the shepherd out of that valley because you've been bashing your head thinking there's another way out. Hey, there's not another way out. His way is the only way. Now. You can do what most Americans do. BKIA, this was nice. I feel inspired for 30 seconds, and I'm going to walk out, and nothing changes. Are you going to do something? You want to know a way to help you do what your mind's like? No, I really want to tell someone. Tell one of the other sheep, hey, I'm going to go this way. <laughs> Hold, if I don't, kick me. You, know? <laughs> you don't really. But you get what I mean. Share it because it becomes more real. She's going to come play some music. I want to leave you with this, guys. Yahweh Rohi. He took that name for a reason. Another aspect of God that we get to know. He is the shepherd. He is the good shepherd. The Lord, my shepherd. The perfect shepherd. You're not alone. Hey, listen to me. Because you're going to go, yeah, but your heart isn't hearing. You're not alone. You're not alone. You're not wondering aimlessly. Some of you don't know Jesus, and, you know, we'll get to you in a second. Some of you know Jesus, you're like, man, he's gone. I'm just wondering. No, you're not. Either, if, you are a, if you're a part of his flock, either you're not listening to his voice, he's already calling, or he's in the process of running to you right now. What? You think any hill's going to stop him, any mountain, any wolf, any lion? He's coming. He's coming to rescue you not wandering aimlessly. You have a shepherd that's going to lead you to good things. And guys, listen, if your faith is based on whether you feel it, right, we all, what a beautiful thing that God lets us feel it sometimes. But real faith is not just moving when you feel it, it's moving when you don't. It's trusting the shepherd when it's scary when you see a lion or a cougar walking on the on the, on the the valley, right? You can kind of look because when you take your eyes off the shepherd, you start noticing the scary things walking on the cliffs. Sometimes you can't see, you can't see anything but the shepherd. So the tendency is to say, maybe I should go back because at least I know what's back there. I don't know what's ahead. That's not your job. All your job is is to follow. God is actively involved in your life. If you put your faith in Jesus, listen to me. He's not just a, an old man going up in, you know, just not in, in in interested or active in your life. He is involved in your life, but you have to listen to the good shepherd. How much peace and comfort would you have in knowing and believing the words of Psalm 23, that your God, your Father, your shepherd is with you always? How much does he love you? Well, Jesus tells us, I am the shepherd that I will die for my flock. I'm not the hired man. I'm not leaving you. Lord is my shepherd. There's nothing I lack. He lets me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He renews my life. He leads me along the right path for his name's sake. Even, even when I go through the darkest valley, I fear no danger for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, even the rod, even the scary thing, they don't scare me. They comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Only goodness and faithful love will pursue me all the days of my life. Sometimes we run from goodness and faithful love. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord as long as I live. And if you put your faith in Christ, that's a long time. It doesn't matter how dark it is right now. He's, you're you're going to come out. He's... The still waters are coming, the green pastures are coming, the table is coming. Right? It doesn't matter. Are you willing to admit that if you don't feel that, that maybe you've taken your eyes off the shepherd? That maybe you've been doing it your own way, today can be the day you stop because at any point he is the good shepherd. He's not gonna hit you when you come back to the flock, he's not gonna throw you across, he's not gonna kick you or slap you, he's gonna pick you up gently. You ever seen that? lamb and, and walk you walk you home back to the flock but you got to come you're going to fight him you're going to let him carry you home you're going to turn maybe you're not all the way lost you're going you're gonna to follow the, his voice you're going to do what he told you to do you're not alone please Some of my, sometimes I think maybe I'm preaching to myself 20 year old me where I felt so alone 10 years ago I felt so alone sometimes the flock right the goats in the flock will turn on you they try to kick you out they try to tell you to get out of the flock. Sometimes we listen, don't we? Well, I Go, guess, I guess that's right. If you're that person today, don't let anybody make you stop following the shepherd. Anyone. He'll never leave you or forsake you. And if you're in this room and you don't know Jesus, whether that means you've never listened to his voice or you're a goat, and this is real... Well, Todd, I go to church and do all the right things. Yeah, but but do you hear his voice? Because if you hear his voice, you're gonna change your direction at times. You you might go off, but you're gonna come back. You might be cruel to your wife, but you'll want to stop. You might be disrespectful to your husband, but you want to quit. Do you even hear the voice anymore? Maybe you aren't a sheep, but you can be transformed today. What does that mean? Well, the good shepherd told you what he did. He laid down his life. Nobody took it from him. He laid it down for you. You know it's broken. You know it's messed up. This world, we're separated from God, and because of that, we're headed to a cliff. It doesn't matter if you think you're a good person. You're headed to a cliff, and you will die. All of us will face judgment. Are you going to be counted among his flock or with the goats? going to heaven, heaven or hell. Hell is separation from God. It doesn't matter whether it's fire or anything else. It's going to be that bad. But do you want the peace and security? I know it hurts. I know it doesn't make sense. That's why it's called a mystery of the gospel. But it's true. So what happened? God came down in the form of man, invaded this world. When we were separated from him, we wandered away from him, and he came down as the good shepherd. Jesus of Nazareth existed. God made flesh, God, and man. And he told us how to live, told us where the green pastures are, told us how to follow him. And then he did something incredible. He died on the cross for our sins, the thing that separated us from him. He died so you can be transformed from a goat to a sheep. On the cross, it happened. He died. He took your punishment. He took eternal separation. He's the only person, right, living for that ever truly experienced what it is to be completely alone. It doesn't matter, right? It's You're not completely alone until it's over because God is still pursuing. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? That's what he said. And he died and he was raised from the dead on the third day. That didn't make any sense to him. I don't care. It's what happened. He did that so that you, he could be the first to overcome death, to show you what's going to happen for you if you have put your faith in him and follow him home. So how do you do that? You confess with your lips, believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and was raised from the dead, and you will be saved. That's what it says. Listen to me. It isn't about church. It isn't about money. It isn't about status. It isn't about whether the world thinks you're a good person. It all boils down to a simple, simple question. Do you know him? does he know you you can fool me you can fool the world but you will never fool Christ if you're lonely you're hurting you're broken whether you know him or you don't whether you're wondering or lost whether you need rescuing this time this altar is holy ground the Bible says that when we come together we're like stones that build a temple the holy of holies God's presence is here there's people up here praying for you that sounds weird okay <laughs> it's weird to me that you look at your phone and do this all day There's people up here ready to pray for you. This altar is for you. Whatever you do, listen. I know you think you know your own way. Whatever you do, don't leave the same as you came in. If you hear the shepherd whispering today, respond. Don't leave the same as you came in because if you do, you're choosing to.